January 7th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Thrilled to be joined by Dwayne Long. Dwayne, the sun is shining in the Gem City just barely. How about Columbus? Oh, it is. I got, uh, uh, and the wind's not blowing, so that means I can leave my door open, let my dogs run in and out, get me a cup of coffee. It's time to move on, Buckeye Nation. Yes, it is, and... I have to say one of the more surprising and positive things to happen in the offseason in some time. Future All-American Sean Wade decided not to be a first-round draft pick and instead will come back and anchor a secondary for Ohio State that we thought might have zero starters returning. I'm not saying this is gospel, but I looked at three major media companies' mock drafts the other day. All three had Wade going in the top 20. There's no other player on those lists who's in the top 20 who is coming back. It is a major, major addition for the Buckeyes. To me, it should alter their Vegas odds for a championship, meaning they are a better bet now. Please put into perspective what it means for Ohio State's defense to get Wade back in the secondary and then what it means overall to the squad. I don't know if I can add more to what you said. This is, this is the most massive news. We saw uh, a thread on the message board about this being a, um, uh, you know, the, the biggest recruit uh, for uh, Coach Day was was uh, Sean Wade, and that's really the truth. That uh, when have we seen a secondary so decimated? I mean, we have to go back to the time when uh, everybody uh, played till their senior year. I mean, we really have to go back that far to see a secondary just so absolutely. It was like somebody dropped a, uh, an atomic bomb on our secondary. So getting back a first-round NFL draft pick, a kid that could be that this year, and, you know, we've heard talk about maybe the second round. Well, uh, probably the first. It would be just one of those things, who had the steal of the draft, whoever got Sean Wade in the second round. That's what it would have been. This kid coming back is everything. It means we at least have a a you know a guy who is veteran and super talented in our secondary. It means one you can just turn over one half of the field and say, okay, we'll throw all the coverage behind the inexperienced guy at the other cornerback. It's everything, Dan. It really does change the uh, odds of the Buckeyes uh, challenging again next year. I think you can make an argument he'll be the best player on the team next year, at least the best player on the defense. You know, we had started to hear rumblings. You and I exchanged texts from some NFL sources. They were not getting the vibes they usually get from a guy that's going to come out. And I have to admit, I kind of disregarded those. I just didn't think there was any chance. He's going to get a ton of press, too. He's going to be first team preseason everything, and he'll be lauded for his decision to return. If you're ever looking for another reason that the culture has gotten better, this is a true, true anecdotal proof that what's going on at Ohio State is very solid. Wade is also from Florida, and he's a five-star. We used to think Florida five-stars. We would just hold him in here as long as we could, and they'd bail. The fact that he redshirted and he's coming back, you can tell from the way Dwayne and I are talking about it. It's not only staggering. It's just a great step for the program, and it really does make their defense a completely different animal for next year. 
We're going to take a quick commercial break, come back, and talk Cruton. All right, we are back. Despite the fact that our 2020 class has partially matriculated to Ohio State and they all put on a show at the Under Armour and the All-American Bowl that we saw last week, we're going to turn the page here and start talking 2021. These are the names that are going to dominate the next 9 to 12 months of the cycle. We are going to start back in a spot Ohio State was very successful with in this cycle and with the position. A wide receiver from the Pacific Northwest is the top guy on your list right now or the first one you want to discuss. Emeka Egbuka. This kid, I'm telling you, Dan, this is the kid. Uh, I I have Marshawn Lynch, or excuse me, Marshawn Lattimore uh, uh, visions dancing in my, in my head. I'm sorry, I, I watch a lot of NFL football, and Marshawn Lynch is in my head right now. But Marshawn Lattimore, because he is the best two-way player I have seen since Marshawn Lattimore. Now, back when Lattimore was coming out, uh, you put a gun in my head, I would have picked him to be a receiver. I thought he was just he was just so dynamic with the ball in his hands. I thought, how do you how do you not get this kid the ball? It wasn't that I thought he was just that much better receiver. And no, it was just put the ball in his hands. And I see that with uh, Buka, but he could be the corner we need in this next class. He is that good. He is a very special player. Uh, should be the number one receiver in the class. For me, he's the number one player in the entire 2021 class. And uh, we we had a shot. We've always had a shot at him. And I think that increased with Peterson stepping down. You know, the, the is, all the vibe was he's probably leaning Washington, staying home. But I, I don't know. Uh, there was a, still a lot of talk that the Buckeyes were – in a really good situation with him, and uh, that that you know we could. Uh, he's been here several times. This is a special athlete. This I'm telling you, this is the kid. Uh, like I said, best two way player I've seen since Marshawn Lattimore, and Marshawn Lattimore is an NFL Pro Bowl corner. So that's uh, this kid can just. Here's the thing: we're so loaded at receiver. He's going to have a dogfight getting on the field, even as good as he is. Uh, he will play. He's just that good. But if you put him at corner, you automatically put him in the two deep. So that's what I would talk to the kid about is, you know, if you prefer a wide receiver, hey, come on in, you're going to play. But if you want to be an impact player right away, come in as a cornerback. Hopefully they have deputized D. Scott Sr. to go out there and do some recruiting on the West Coast up north. Let's talk about some defensive linemen here. We're going to talk about an end and then a couple of tackles. The first one, and this is a pronunciation challenge, so I apologize in advance to his family if I'm screwing this up. He's a strong side end from Katy, Texas. To Misi Adelaide. This this kid here, let me tell you, uh, he is a destructive individual. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about length, uh, height and length. When you're talking about an end, you get to about 6'4", and you say, okay, wait a minute now, we can't, no shorter than that. But really, it's more about length than height. It's just that height usually equals length. This kid is so long that don't, don't, think that just because he's six foot three he can't play defensive end he can't absolutely 
He's got all the other assets. He is very strong. He just he just uh, bulldozes tackles into the backfield. Uh, he's got excellent quickness and a great motor, very athletic kid, and we seem to be in a really good situation with him. If Hey, it's like this. If, if uh, he starts to get too big, as I think he's like 260 right now, uh, if he starts to get too big, slide him down to tackle, 6'3", 280, pretty much ideal three-technique tackle. So uh, this kid, you take him on signing day, you take him. He's that kind of talent. Speaking of defensive tackles, that position will need to be fortified. You've got your eyes on two guys from the Midwest, Damon Payne from Belleville, Michigan, and Mike Hall from Streetsboro, Ohio. Uh, Damon Payne doesn't have to take a backseat to anybody, any tackle in the class. He's in the, ranked in the top four or five. Uh, Damon Payne is a dominating player on the inside, very good quickness, uses his hands really well. That is so important for defensive linemen to learn that. And if they already come in with the mindset of getting their hands on people and making sure the other guy doesn't get his hands on him, that really is a leg up. Those guys are going to play earlier. And this kid uses his hands really well, plays with good leverage, and uh, he uh, uh, he's going to find the back. That's one thing that uh, – is just such a big plus with uh, defensive linemen is that they quickly find who's got the football. And he's one of those that does uh, love love this kid. As far as Hall's concerned, Buckeye Nation, do not look at his ranking. He has not been seen yet. I don't know what the deal is. Mike Hall is a naked jaunt. He is a naked jaunt get if we get him. And right now, it seems like just a matter of time. We're in great shape with pain. We're probably odds on with pain. With Mike Hall, it's just a matter of time. Uh, He is an outstanding tackle. That he's ranked as low as he is, I have to believe they just haven't seen him yet. He should be definitely a top 10 kid. He's got the, the, the right size for defensive tackle. Plays hard. Plays hard on every play. Big fan of Mike Hall. Way underrated. When we get him, be very happy. I don't know if you do Naked Johns too, but he is that kind of kid. Wide receiver recruiting has just been operating at a zenith level here for several years. That's no different in 2021. They already have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jaden Ballard committed. The word is from Bill Kerlick, they will only take three wide receivers in the class, but you've got it worked out here so we can take an outside receiver and a slot receiver, Bo Collins and Troy Stilato. Yeah, Bo Collins, is, to me, is a kid you just can't say no to. It's another really good class of receivers. 20, uh, uh, 2020 was a really good, uh, well, I'd say outstanding class of receivers. You had some really high-end guys, uh, one of the better classes. The word I would use is outstanding. Uh, one of the better classes I've seen in the last five or six years, maybe longer. Uh, this class is also very good. It's not as good as 2020, but it's outstanding. And a kid that's at the top of the 2021 uh, receiver list like Bo Collins, you got to say, I don't know how you say no to him despite what we have. Uh, uh, Bill, I, I hate going against the dean, but I just don't know how you do that. Uh, also, with Styles uh, choosing Notre Dame, we were having to recruit him 
as a receiver, Buckeye Nation. He was he he's a better cornerback. I don't know anybody that's seen him. Uh, the dean says cornerback. Bill says cornerback. Uh, uh, everybody calls him back. I know Bill so long. I just call him Bill. Uh, he he says cornerback. The kid is just woo. Is he a great cornerback? We had to recruit him as a receiver. But that changes the dynamic. When you stop looking at the overall receivers and just look at a by position, X receiver, which is a split end, Z receiver, which is your slot guys, your flankers, uh, Styles was number one because we had to put him number one, or we had to recruit him as a, as a slot receiver. But Stilato, Troy Stilato, is ranked number 59. That, there's no way that that kid is number 59 receiver in the country. It is the best class of any position in the history of high school football if Troy Stilato is number 59. Troy Stilato should not be anywhere outside of the top 20, and if you put him in the top 10, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I He's just outstanding. Uh, you watch his film and you see him do so much. One thing I love about Stilato, he's not afraid of the middle of the field. I mean, the bigger receivers tend to be not so concerned about running across the middle. The smaller guys, well, as Chris Carter said, the harder they're hitting, the wider he's splitting. No, not Troy. He goes down the middle of the field. I've seen him take some tremendous shots, hold on to the football, and if you let him get to the edge, just get ready for the kickoff. He's going to, he's going to house it. So, And we're really high on his list. So uh, this is a kid to watch. We need to look at that flanker position. We're so loaded at X receiver. If we had to, Dan, as high as Bo Collins is ranked, and as much as I love his film, if you look at it, break it down by position, not overall just receiver. If you had to pick one for that third place, that third spot that Bill's talking about, uh, you, I, I don't know how you go away from Stilato. It's just uh, you, you gotta fill the positions. You know, we got we talk about strong side ends versus defensive uh, weak side ends, left tackles versus right tackles. Where well, you really need to, I would like to see the rankings to show more wide receiver and instead of wide receiver split in and uh, flanker or slot. And Stilato, uh is just outstanding. I don't know how we pass on him. Uh, I, I would take all four. I just don't, you know, we got the two kids already. I would take both those kids. I don't know how uh, the receiver room is <laughs> overwhelming uh, with how much talent there is in the receiver room. Well, let's keep it that way. Let's take all four of these guys. Let's finish with offensive line first. Talk about J.C. Latham, and then tell us about Donovan Jackson. It was a very big one because he will be committing tomorrow. We will have complete coverage here on the site. Give us your review of Latham and then of Donathan Jackson. J.C. Latham, if you look at the film, you say, why are we recruiting him for an offensive tackle? Why is he not being recruited for the defensive line somewhere? He is outstanding defensive lineman. I I put him over there and just see. I mean, I, I the only thing I can understand about this is he's so big. Everyone just thinks he gets in a college weightlifting program, he's going to be an offensive tackle. Right now, he has the athleticism to be a defensive end, or uh, you want to slide him down, a guy that tall, 
at uh, at tackle. I don't know, but uh, they've been a few and far between. You get up above six five, uh, you don't see many tackles. Defensive tackles at six 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 seven, nothing there, and that's where he's at. Uh, he is just an outstanding, big athlete, and I, I mean, I I think about you know using a guy like that more on defense, but what he could be an athletic offensive tackle. What I see that 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 uh as far as him being an offensive tackle, uh is just a kid that uh Jonathan Alton, who is just so naturally athletic. I mean this guy had a waistline. He had a V shape of six eight or six nine and about three hundred and fifty pounds uh, you could see that Latham could be that kind of just massive specimen who's still an athlete. So, uh, you know, if I, I could see either, I, but I would still like to see him at least get a look at defensive line. But he's just love uh, love Latham. It seems like we're in a really good shape with him. Uh, so, and and he is a must-have. If we can get him, we take him. As far as Donovan Jackson's concerned, I really like that 247 has listed him as an offensive tackle. Again, we go back to the length thing. You look for length on the edges, defensive ends and offensive tackles. And when you get below a certain height, you start thinking, wait a minute, is he going to be long enough? Well, Donovan Jackson is another one of those kids uh, like Adelaide, uh who is uh, just so long for his height. Uh, you know, you want both, but if you had to settle for one, length is what you want. Jonathan Jackson moves like a tackle. He runs extremely well, very athletic kid, and he's long enough to play tackle. He is going to, you know, like I said, uh, of, of the two, length is more important than height, uh, uh, and he has it. He can get out on the edge, and I love that he plays very violently. He really attacks people. Uh, so if he does move down to guard, I mean, and look at what we got right now. The the inside three that we had this uh, past season, they were just a bunch of road graders. We just run straight up the middle, and and uh, they loved every minute of it and knocked uh, knocked people back, changed the line of scrimmage. Uh, every play, it's just outstanding. And he could, he definitely plays like that. But, you know, I want an athlete like that out of tackle. Uh, you, you can get outside. You got a great pass blocker. Uh, Donovan Jackson's going to be a great get. Let's hope the crystal ball tells the truth. All signs point to Donovan Jackson becoming a Buckeye tomorrow. We will have complete coverage here on the site. We appreciate Dwayne's in-depth start to covering 2021. Have a good one, Bucknutters.